You're listening to Bota, Worldviews and Culture, the podcast that tells the stories of Albanians from around the world. Many are first-generation immigrants who overcame challenges, adapted, and found success. Each episode focuses on their upbringing in the Albanian culture and how it shaped their lives and their triumphs. It offers insights on so many topics of the world around us. I'm your host, Leonita, and I'm going to be your Albanian-American perspective. This is our world, Botayon. On today's episode, I sit and talk with Claudiana Husenbaliu. She is a co-founder of Naked Swim, that's N-K-D Swim, a sustainable, ethical, and body-positive swimsuit line. During the pandemic, she made the choice to start a business with her business partner, Carol. They both share a passion for showcasing real bodies and set out to make a versatile suit to fit so many bodies and make women feel beautiful and confident. We talk about the pressures of society and culture and her battle with eating disorder and the way she found healing. And we'll get an exclusive look at the new collection of Naked Swim that will be dropping on May 19, 2021, uh, literally a day after this episode is aired. So this is a really exciting time. So let's get into the episode and get to know more about Kyodiana. Also, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Bota Podcast and leave a five-star review. Thanks so much, and let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Today, I have a special guest. I'm going to be joined by Claudiana. She is a very sweet and beautiful girl, and she's also the creator of Naked Swim. And we're going to get into talking about how she got started into this and her inspirations, aspirations, and all of that. So welcome. Thank you for that beautiful intro. I'm so happy to be here. And what you've done is something very beautiful. I'm very excited to get this started. Thank you. I really love hearing feedback from people like you out there that are listening to this and hearing the stories of the people in our culture and all of that. Tell me a little bit about your background, where you're from. So I was born and raised in Albania up until I was 12 years old. So I moved to Canada when I was just turning 12. I was born and raised in a little city called Kuchov. I don't know if you know where that is. It's right, very close to Berlat. It's about two hours away from Tirana. My parents are both from Kuchova, so I was there and I had my siblings as well when we all came to Canada. So I have a sister that is three years younger than me, and I also have a brother who is 13, and he's 11 younger than me. So basically, we moved to Canada when I was 12 years old. I was kind of doing everything for my parents. I was their translator, their lawyer, (laughs) the babysitter. The cleaner of the house, you know, everything. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it is. <laughs> a lot of responsibilities at a young age. At a young age, and I was the oldest, so everything kind of fell on me. I guess it's what kind of made me grow up a bit quicker as well, which honestly, I don't mind. I used to resent that a lot, but now I'm kind of like, okay, I guess it made me tougher. But yeah, we, my parents moved a lot too. So my parents, we were supposed to stay in Toronto, Canada. And the immigration office said, no, we're going to have you guys move to Saskatchewan, which is this like place we didn't even know about. And mm-hmm. then we stayed there for three years, we moved to Calgary, Alberta. 
and then after Calgary, Alberta, we stayed there for three years. We're now in Toronto. Okay. And we've been here for four years. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah, that is a lot of traveling and going around. So how was that growing up? I mean, you came here like middle school. Yeah. So was it a big transition for you because of coming from Albania to, I mean, I came here when I was like a baby. So to me, it was nothing. But when you're in that middle age, how was that? transition it was tough and it was tougher because my parents decided to move a lot yeah so that's it really stayed mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so like as soon as I was making friends Saskatchewan my parents were like oh no you know what we'll go to Calgary and here I am in Calgary making like my core friends during my high school years and then my parents are like oh no you know what we're moving again so right as I was about to start my university degree my parents said okay you know what we're moving again so that was very, very tough on me. I'm not going to lie. I did one year also in Ottawa. So I've moved a lot. But honestly, yeah, it was very tough, especially at that age. My sister didn't feel it as much. And then my brother barely felt it at all because he, he was like nine months old, 10 months old when he moved here. Mm-hmm. So definitely yeah. easier for them. Yeah. I can only imagine because I've been in one place my whole life, even <laughs> though I came from Croatia to America my parents from Kosovo but I can only imagine like that transitioning did you have a lot of Albanian people around you or like was there a community at all no no so when I was in Saskatchewan there was no other Albanians did not know any other Albanians I was in a city it was a small town 20,000 people so imagine being 12 years old not knowing anything yeah about anything and moving to a smaller city not knowing anyone not speaking English very well so yeah, it was very tough. Uh, when I moved to Calgary, a little bit more Albanians, but again, I didn't grow up with many Albanian friends. And then now that I'm in Toronto, there's a bigger Albanian community here, obviously, but not anything huge. I'm not friends with a lot of Albanians here as well. I do not know a lot of Albanians. I know a handful. How does that feel to be separate from being in the culture? Like, did you feel like you had to be Americanized or like Americanize yourself so much more? A hundred percent. And I think COVID and this lockdown really made me homesick in regards to Albania because I've only been back once since I moved to Canada. So I've only been back in 2015. That's mm-hmm. the only time I've ever been back. So I'm very homesick in that sense. And I feel like a part of my identity that is Albanian has been taken almost like it's been stripped away. It's still definitely there more than it is for my siblings because I'm the oldest, but because I did spend a significant chunk of my time in Albania, I take huge pride in that because, I mean, living there until you're 12, I remember everything that I did. I remember my friends, you know, Um, I'm still in contact with my friends that I went to school with in Albania. So definitely very homesick, definitely very hard. COVID really showed me that how important it is to stay true to your roots. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a connection with Albanians more on social media at all or no? Yeah, honestly, I think so too. I feel like I'm more connected to Albanians in social media than in real life. I don't know. Maybe that's because it brings different perspectives and maybe the Albanians that are around me are maybe not the same outlook that I'm trying to have in my life. So I, I like it in the way social media where it gives you different outlooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, of how people are living yeah do you think like anyone would know that you were Albanian if your name didn't sound so Albanian no I'm you know what that's so funny you said because every time anyone meets me I think I'm Spanish or 
you know like even when I say my name they're like oh are you Spanish I'm like no I'm actually Albanian but <laughs> I never really get Albanian everyone that meets me does not assume that I'm Albanian yeah. um even Albanians that I've met that I haven't introduced myself as Albanian, they will not assume that I'm Albanian. <laughs> yeah, like I had, like when I would look at your pictures, I'm like, is she Albanian? Um, <laughs> like, I think she is. Because <laughs> mostly because yeah, you of your name, like, it, yeah, you know. Yeah, and you know what, like, I have tattoos all over my body too. So like, it's seen as taboo sometimes in Albanian culture um if you do have like a lot of tattoos so I think that's like a part of my identity that I find harder to deal with especially I have a huge family here in Toronto I have seven aunts from my mom's Mm -hmm. side so I have a lot of cousins too I mean I'm happy yeah no honestly I'm really blessed in that side because I have a huge family here just from my Mm -hmm. mom's side alone how many tattoos do you have because I see some on your arms and they look Um, really cute yeah I have the butterfly I have a huge flower wrapping around my arm I have the mountains I have my mom's name if you can see the Dasheri that's my mom's name and I have a little heart I have another one you can't see they're very tiny they're very small ones and I have two on my thighs so cute really like all of like the mountain one you have I think it's favorite but yeah. the little ones are always I think are so cute like around the rest yeah, yeah I love Ooh. my mom's name though I love yeah, that one, that one. Yeah, yeah I love that one yeah it's that's so name. beautiful yeah. when did you get your first tattoo <laughs> I got my first tattoo when I turned 20 so was it 20 or 19 no it was 19 I lied I was 19 um when I got my first tattoo so, I mean, not necessarily very, very young either. I feel like 19 is a pretty good age to get your first tattoo. I know people have got tattoos like 40, 15, and my parents would actually not. And honestly, I'm surprised my parents even being okay with how many tattoos I have because mm-hmm. my whole life, my parents have been very strict with me um, in a lot of things, very, very, very strict. So mm-hmm. I'm very lucky that my parents are very open-minded. Do you feel like their open-mindedness has changed over time? Like, oh my god a hundred percent like yeah. I think mean, they're so much easier on my brother and my sister than they were on me I look at that I'm like oh, okay like that makes sense because obviously the t- as time goes by they get more lenient but yeah definitely has definitely changed from like the time when I was 16 and then my sister was 16 completely different I wasn't allowed to have a boyfriend at 16 oh <laughs> you yeah know, you know 16 17 <laughs> but my sister they were more lenient with her when she was 16 17 that's how it kind of goes with I'm a I'm a little sister so like I understand that where my older sister couldn't really do what I was doing and I feel bad sometimes I'm like I'm sorry like (laughs) it's not my fault 100% but you can't really do anything about it and honestly I feel like that's just how it is with everything you know yeah so tell us what you're doing now and how you got into your swimwear line I, I love it I was looking at thank it you. today I'm like these are so freaking cute thank you thank you are people going to be able to see the video that you are seeing right now or no um I'm just wearing something that's from the new collection oh, so I don't want to show it I don't want to show it no, yet because it I doesn't come it. out yet I really <laughs> like it oh my god so I, I was about to say I'm like that's such a cute thank you, thank you. It's, a, it's a swimsuit but I'm wearing it as a bodysuit so, oh my god is it like a one piece correct so it has like a yes yeah and it'll come in white <laughs> as well in your collection yeah 
and I was talking to my friend about your line. I wonder when they're going to make a one piece. Cause like <laughs> me being a mom, like I want a one piece <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> here we go. Yeah. No, it's coming out mid May. So Naked Swim was born last year around this time, uh, March, April. It started out as an idea right when COVID hit and everything was getting more serious and things shut down in Toronto and everywhere else. I kind of had an idea. I've always wanted to start my own business. I just never knew what. And I will say this for this business and anything in the future. I don't think Naked Swim is the end all for me. I definitely want to see it expand. And I don't think swimmer is the only thing I want to be doing. But this is where I started. I wanted to start something. And I had ideas popping up in my head. I'm like, a swimmer would be so cool. And my business partner at the same time was messaging me. And she's like, yeah, I've been thinking of starting my own business. And I was like, you did not just say that. Because I've been thinking about starting my own business. And she wanted to start a swimmer line as well. So it all just kind of clicked at the same time, which was crazy. And we both wanted to do it together. And I had only known her at this time for about six months, like four, four six months. So not a very long time to know someone to get yeah. in business with. Yeah. It just started out as an idea. And we went from there. We started jotting down ideas. What are we going to be doing? What design? How do we find manufacturer? We have no idea how to run a business. We're at that time... 22 years old and we had no idea what we were getting ourselves into yeah. we just had an idea I'm like let's do it <laughs> I mean that's amazing you guys are so young to create something like this I think it's so yeah. beautiful to see the young women and especially in our culture you know like Albanian women going out there and building their businesses and just going for it I, I love mm -hmm. that thank you did you guys sat together and be like this is the kind of design of swimmer we want like your brand is about body positivity, yeah. versatility, how yeah, you okay. guys came up with that design. Yeah. So basically we had three designs to start with and that's our core collection. That's all we've had from the beginning up until now until this collection launches. So we started out with three pieces. We had the Amalfi, which is a beautiful top. It comes in the black and the champagne. And that top could be worn with or without the rings for girls who want more or less coverage. The top can also be worn nine plus ways. So it gives you the flexibility to be worn so, so many ways. The bottoms are very, very nice of the Amalfi because you have these cool little rings that are in front of the bikini bottoms that you can slide at the back to make it a thong or slide to the front to make it full coverage. So it gives, it's completely versatile to what you want in your preference. That's all you want to with that bikini for someone to buy that bikini and have a thong and the full coverage in one and have yeah. a top that would be worn nine plus and then we introduced the bali which is in a beautiful sky blue color that top can also be worn nine plus ways and then we had the cheekier bottoms on that and then we had the ibiza which came in a forest green and a pink and that one was very stringy can be worn also multiple ways very stringy bottoms and a full song bottom for women who want to show more i guess and you want less coverage it's completely optional. So that's what we want. We want to have a range mm -hmm. of coverage uh, and versatility in the first collection. And when we sat down, we just wanted very fun colors, like summer colors. So that's why we had the sky blue, the forest green, the pink. And then... Yeah, I love that yeah. pink color. That's Thank like you. I love... That, that was my favorite color too, the pink. So definitely we want to be expanding that color in a different range of styles as well. 
Yeah. Was there something within your guys's life that, you know, mm-hmm. being, you know, a woman and a young woman that you just couldn't find bikinis or swimmer that really yeah. fit well? And it, was that the reason why you wanted to go into the yeah. swimmer? Me and my partner both, we both have struggled with our weight and like bodies and how people perceive us. And especially being Albanian, you know how it is. People love to throw their two cents and their comments about your bodies. Whether it's intentional or unintentional, people will make comments that will get to you. And growing up, I had an eating disorder uh, where I lost a lot of weight. I was told my organs were going to fail. Um, wow. It was I was really bad. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I've struggled with my body my whole life. And that for me was something very dear and close to my heart. I wanted to do something that celebrated my body and other people's bodies. So that was from my own perspective, that I wanted to create a brand where women could be celebrated and women could feel powerful and feel very confident when they put on my bikini. So that's how I felt when I first put on the first bikini that we launched, I felt so amazing in it I felt so good even though my whole life I barely have worn bikinis because of how I felt about my body when I put it on I just feel so good maybe it is because it's my own but the material itself and what we stand for it's what makes it so great I mean it really stemmed out of what you could say my own past insecurities Mm -hmm. I really wanted other women to not feel that way I wanted women to feel powerful and strong wherever they were at in their journey and wherever they're at right now. Yeah. Wow. That is so deep because I think a lot of women do struggle with this. Sometimes I look back in my own life and I'm like, maybe I had a dysmorphia where I was like, I feel like I look huge when I was like small. You know, it's like that thing where you just like, oh my God, yes. That's so crazy that you say that. See yourself in the right way. You know, it's so crazy that you say that because I look back at pictures. I'm like, oh my god, I was so tiny, but in my head, I was like, like sixty pounds more than I thought I was. But I was so small. Like I look back at the pictures. I'm like, wow, I was so tiny. Mm -hmm. What was I thinking? I swear, it's it's so crazy to me to think because. It, and then imagine if you're doing the, all the other women out there that do struggle with it, they just maybe yeah. don't know or they don't know yeah. what this is or why they think like that. Especially the younger girls. I mean, I see girls that are 15, 16, and they're on TikTok and they see these girls. And I will look at the comments and like some girls are like, okay, well, I will not eat today. Like, you know, you, yeah. you hear those and it's like, that's how eating disorders start. And that's how body dysmorphia starts. It's it's very sad seeing these younger girls go through that, especially when you've been through it yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've been there. I've been through the over-exercising, changing my diet, following a diet, like something new every single week. It was just insane, you know? Like I used to over-exercise. And honestly, I, this started for me when I was 15, 16. I remember when I first moved to Calgary, I was just like, I need to lose weight right before I go to school. You know, these people don't know who I am. I and. I was 135 pounds. That's very amazing for like someone that's five foot seven. Um, I remember I used to go to the gym and I wouldn't leave the gym until I burned a thousand calories on the Stairmaster and mm-hmm. on the treadmill. And I don't blame my parents at all because my parents didn't know what was going on and it didn't know better. But I was going to the gym for three, four hours, killing myself, wow. barely eating, like logging all my calories, like on my fitness pal you know, and it continued for a very long time for me. And it's only like been one or two years that I've recently gotten better. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, it's stuff that starts when you're 15, 16, and it's like, or 13, 14, whatever it is, and it continues for so long. And it's so normalized nowadays, which is very disturbing. It is. Yeah. It's scary to think. How how did you feel like you started healing? Like, what what did you say to yourself? Be like, I need to get to yeah. to heal myself from this. I think for me, it really happened when, like everything shut down too because of COVID. That's when like I started more deeply healing. Like it definitely started before that, but like deeply healing. Definitely when everything shut down, a lot of things were taken away from me, like the gym, mm. and, you know spending time with friends and seeing people all the time. I think that's what really gets to you once everything shut down. I mean, it will come in right time. I believe everything will come in right time. When you're ready, it will happen. I wish someone was there to just give me a lending hand and say, hey, you know, this is not the right thing to do it. Mm -hmm. But I guess I had to learn in my own timeline. Yeah. And do you have anybody now in your life that maybe that is there? Like that's more of a support in some way for this? I did start going to therapy recently. Again, something I've done that I, I would have never probably done. One of my really good friends pushed me to do it. So I think that's something I would have never in a million years thought myself I would do. But therapy has really helped me to look at things with a different perspective. And I recommend it to everyone, honestly. There's no shame for it. I think everyone should go to therapy. Everyone should benefit from therapy. So definitely therapy has really helped me. I agree completely. (laughs) Like, that's so true. (laughs) I feel like I'm probably, because I'm older, I'm 34. And sometimes I think back and I feel like after I had kids, even though my body changed even more, but Mm -hmm. I felt more confident in my body. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's maybe it's because you think your body went through this change for your children and your just perception mm-hmm. of what your body can do just changes. It's not just yeah. about how it looks. It's more like how it feels and what it's done. Yeah. So I feel like for me, that kind of helped my situation of how I saw myself. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I still struggle a little bit. And I feel like this kinds of things, it's going to come and go almost of course. Of in course. a way. I agree with that. And that's so beautiful how you said that too. I feel like for me too, I'm in a place in, in where I am at right now is just fueling my body the right way. No longer like counting the calories and macros. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I used to do that. I'm not here for that. Exercising and moving my body how I want to move my body. Not necessarily having to hit the gym and lift heavy and like go on the treadmill for like an hour six days a week oh my god no never I can't believe I even used to be able to do that and honestly even looking at myself and telling myself is like how I want my body to look like is how I like it so not listening to what other people tell me that oh you look better when you were 10 pounds heavier or oh you look better when you were 10 pounds lighter you Mm -hmm. know whatever I feel comfortable in that's what I'm going to listen to not what other people tell me because I'm a victim of that where people's comments really get to me Mm. whereas now I'm just like I genuinely do not care yeah that's how it's got to be you (laughs) that's how it has to be you have to just be tune it out or not pay attention to it and just listen to your own body I've noticed that on some I think on your Instagram I saw that you've been trying to promote more like uh, nutrition and health yeah stuff on your account 
Yeah. That's something I'm very also very passionate about too on the side. I really think that we can fuel our bodies naturally without having to take a million ten supplements. And I feel like getting back to the basics is super important. So that's something I really, really am an advocate for. Yeah. I really love that. And it's needed. We need to have that positivity out there on social media to show the younger generation. And that's why I love your line so much. You have that body positivity that you, everybody's yeah. body's different, but everybody yeah. has beautiful bodies in their own way so that you should yeah. love your body, body yeah. <laughs> for what it could do, yeah, you know, yeah. and the life that it gives you, the strength and all of that. I agree. Do you have models that you work with? Because I see you have so many different people that have your swimwear. Um, Do you search for them or they send you like pictures? Like, hey, I love that. So we do get a lot of people that do say that, but we have an influencer program. Oh, very cool. It's like, so it's like an influencer spreadsheet that we have that we send our suits to. And honestly, the the feedback has been so amazing. I love Every single one of them. And again, we also do get people who reach out to us, who want to work with us. But at, the, at this time, specifically, we have no more space for more influencers to work with. We're just at full capacity for that for the year. So we do get a lot of people who want to work with us. Unfortunately, some of them we do have to turn down. But again, we always keep these people in mind for future collaboration. So in case something does open up, they can always work with us. We're very open to who we work with. We try to be as inclusive as we can as a small brand. So for a lot of times, we've gotten a lot of questions. So people will say, oh, you're body positive, but you only carry small to large. And the reason for that is, is that we launched in August. So we're really a brand new brand. So we are about eight months old, I want to say right now. So we're really new. So we don't have the revenue to be able to scale our business, to be able to carry double XL small to triple XL. That's my dream to have one day. Mm-hmm. And I know it will come as the business grows. Yeah. And the more revenue we have in, we're able to expand our business and our sizing even more. Mm-hmm. But for now, we can only carry small to large because that's what our capacity is. That's how much we can do right now as a small business. But definitely in the future, as the business grows, the sizing will also expand. Yeah, that's good. And yeah. and I think what's great about your swimmer is that you can make it smaller or make it so it does yeah. have more coverage, which is really yeah. great. It's definitely more stretchy too, so it kind of hugs your body. So I a small fits me, but a medium also fits me. So that's what I like about it because the material is so figure hugging is that I can easily go between sizes. Was it hard to find a- the manufacturer yeah the manufacturer yeah so honestly this was the toughest part i will say we did a lot of research we decided to go with a lady we're talking to and she is based out of brazil the reason why we went with her was that the communication was amazing first of all and then our ethics also matched so she has an all-woman team and they're all paid a fair wage they get their breaks so we know our products are ethically made Mm -hmm. a child in you know bangladesh that gets paid 50 cents an hour is not making our suits i could not sit and sleep at night knowing that that is happening 
that could never be me and that will never be us. So ethics is something that we really, really looked for. And also our product is sustainable and biodegradable. So wow. it's made with, with raw traceable material and the Oco Ecotex 100 material. So what that means is that it's certified that the product is not toxic to human beings. And it's also certified biodegradable nylon. So it's made with raw traceable materials. And also the water that they use is water that in the dyeing process, it's not drinkable water. So the water is recyclable water. So it's very, very cool. In the dying process. That's amazing. Wow. I love yeah. that. It's it is so ethical, like the way it's produced and yeah. it's non-toxic and all that. Because you think you're having this suit like on your skin, yeah. on the delicate areas of your body. Like right. so having it to be a good material is so important. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful material too. Like the way it feels, it feels like butter. Like the way I can wear it right now, for example, I'm wearing it as like a bodysuit. It's like lounging yeah. around, yeah. but it's also a swimsuit. So it's mm-hmm. very comfortable. It's very thick. So nothing is see-through. It's double lined. Um, yeah, it's just a beautiful material. Does it dry so like easily or does it stay? Oh my God. So like that's one thing we did try when we first went to the water, went to the pool, we came out and it felt like it, it was dry. You know how sometimes when you're wearing and just like yeah. kind of like weighs it down? Uh-huh. Nothing. Wow. Yeah, nothing. It was beautiful. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to have to get my own pair. I'm a little nervous to do <laughs> the two piece. <laughs> the one piece but is now beautiful. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. I'm not a one piece girl and I love the one piece. <laughs> yes, that I can't wait for. I'm excited for that. Go into how it feels to be in a business or have your own business and any advice you have for someone who wants to get into that? It feels surreal, honestly. Something's happening every day and every day we're growing, but it definitely is something not for the weak hearted. It's taught me to really build a thick skin. And honestly, it's a beautiful process. It's a process I think sh- that should be enjoyed. I really wanted to rush it in the beginning. Like, I want to be able to do this by this, by this time, by this time. But whereas now I'm just kind of like, okay, you don't need to rush it. I'm 23 years old now. I could just go with the flow. It's a beautiful thing that I own my own business. I'm so young. I guess I'm learning as I grow, the company will grow with me. And honestly, one piece of advice I can give someone is that if you're asking people, whether you should start a business, you're not ready to start a business. When you know, you know. If you go ask someone, hey, like, should I start my business? Don't do it. You will know. Because you have to be so sure in yourself and so sure in what you're doing, you do not need to have validation from external sources. Mm. I'm not saying you should not ask for help when you do need help. I'm saying you should not need validation from external sources to feel like you're ready to start your own business. Yes. Wow. Girl, are you sure you're like three? <laughs> There's some lies. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, when I was 22, I was just like, huh? Like, I don't know. <laughs> when look at you, girl. Well, that, that makes me so happy to hear too, because I put a lot of pressure on myself sometimes. And I want to be this perfectionist. And like, I want to be doing a lot of things at once. I'm just learning to go with the flow and just not rush anything at this point in my life. 
and just yeah. remind myself that I'm still so young and <laughs> you have so many possibilities and so yeah. much that you can do so yeah from my advice is yes <laughs> yeah. enjoy where you're at and take in the moments and try to do the things you enjoy you know yeah do you have anybody that you've looked up to um someone somewhere that you really admire out there yeah yeah i really really admire the owner of gymshark ben francis he's a very down-to-earth person so that's what i admire so when people get so famous or so rich whatever it is they kind of lose what it means to be humble Mm. And this person is a very, very, very humble person. He's always giving back and he's always making videos to help people who have small businesses. And I, I look and I listen to a lot of his videos because I find it super helpful. I think that whatever it is that you're doing in life, do not forget where you came from and do not forget where you started. So just continue to be humble throughout the whole process. And that's what Ben Francis, the owner of Gymshark, really embodies this. Mm very humble personality and a very calm personality which I really appreciate and you don't get that a lot from business owners especially for someone like Gymshark who's like worth over a billion like it's worth billions so <laughs> yeah you know? yeah wow that's really cool that's interesting I've never to be honest I didn't even know who that was because I don't yeah. follow it but the way you're explaining it to me and I'm like oh I gotta search this guy <laughs> I gotta mm -hmm. like google him yeah. and no, I don't even own any Gymshark products. I don't follow the Gymshark athletes. I don't do any of that. But Ben Francis, the owner, is a very, very well. I can I can see why and how he got to where he got to. It's because of his personality and how he never changed who he was, mm. and he remained humble throughout the process. It's so hard though, when in an industry where you're selling products to people, I feel like people will tend to become a little bit more conceited or be like, Hey, look at me, like, look at what yeah. I've done and buy my product. Cause I'm the shit, <laughs> you know? Yeah, of course. Of course. So it is hard to stay down to earth. Yeah. That's important for me too, just to stay down to earth to not forget where I came from and my roots. Yeah. And I feel like you do do that. Just talking to you now, like you're just so calm and, you know, you, you're poised and I think you're doing some really amazing stuff and I'm really glad to see where this is going. I'm excited for your new collection to come out. Thank you. Any last words or anything you want to say to our listeners? I think honestly what's to come for Naked Swim is very exciting. <laughs> so I think just keeping an eye out for our new collection and Honestly, I hope everyone is staying safe during these times. <laughs> I'm so happy I got to be here and share my story. And I'm really excited to see where your podcast is going to. It's very beautiful what you're doing. Yeah. And I was, I'm so grateful and so happy I got to talk to you today. I'm thankful that you're on here and I got to talk to you because just getting to talk to you and know you a little bit better. I just yeah. feel like, wow, oh, this girl is amazing. And I just want to see you, you. thriving and, you know, soaring and Thank the amazing things that you're doing. Thank you. <laughs> it was so nice talking to you. 
I will definitely keep in touch. Yes. yes. I'm excited for you to see your collection. <laughs> to get your very own swimsuit from Naked Swim, you can go to their Instagram page at N-K-D-S-W-I-M-C-O. That's N-K-D Swim Co. And they have all their swimsuits, pictures of what they look like on all these beautiful women. Check them out there. They have a link in their profile where you can go directly and get your own swimsuit. These are ethical, sustainable, and body positive, Toronto-based, and they do ship globally. So take a look at that. Guys, let me know what you think of this episode. Leave a review, five stars. Check me out on Instagram to see more about this episode and all the other episodes that we have. And thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you guys next time. Bye.